Aaron Rodgers chose the Jets, and that has been on the white shirt is your friend on two fronts. The white shirt in the summertime is the fat man's friend. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it in the Big Ten Championship. He's in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. High quality H2O right there. And Eric Fry. So I'll pull up and be like, I'm going to lower sweet tea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, welcome in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio here on this terrific Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. And uh, coming up here on the uh, show, we're out here on the air on ESPN Radio for the next hour. And we uh, had a loaded show yesterday from recapping everything that happened on the uh, weekend. And have no fear, we left baseball out in the cold yesterday. I realized we didn't get to it. And uh, I know such a big series coming up early this week for one of our area teams that's still in it. Uh, but we will get to Major League Baseball today. Today, we'll take a look at what happened last night and uh, take a whip around the rest of Major League of Baseball besides the uh, two area teams that we follow. And we'll also hit up on uh, some uh, local sports uh, that happened yesterday. Uh, finally, some other sports that got uh, hit the hardest with the heat last week are finally back on the uh, fields and back on the golf courses. So we'll take a look at what happened from that yesterday and get a set of four of the uh, schedule today. And we'll also be getting to some area coaches in the podcast as these two will actually score off. The two teams will score off against each other as we got Coach Jefferson from Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond, and Coach Wilson from Villa Grove. And those two teams will face off Friday night. I like so. it. How about that? And uh, though, so they'll have uh, what their teams are getting prepared for there. We'll get each side of the coin there, and uh, we'll preview uh, week two of high school football coming up later in the week. And also we'll hit up on uh, some NFL news and notes because uh, today is, well, it's D-Day for some players as they trim the rosters down to a 53 with the uh, season about a little bit le- or a little bit over a week away, and so we'll get up on that, and we'll take a look at some other news and notes from uh, the NFL. Possibly a trade by the end of the hour, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. 
we'll have to see. So it is also the deadline for uh, Jonathan Taylor to potentially be moved on the from the Colts. Yeah, right. So we'll see if anything happens on that front. And whatever we don't get to in the uh, terrestrial show, we'll get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of fashion. All right, so uh, let's uh, get things going here on this Tuesday, and uh, let's get it started with what we always do. It's first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in Major League Baseball from last night and a huge series begins there at Wrigley Field at the beginning of this week for the NL Central purposes and didn't quite go the Cubbies way last night as it was Milwaukee from the jump and they won the Brewers dead 6-2 and they're on a nice win streak here as uh, they have now won nine games in a row. The nine straight wins is the longest win streak for Milwaukee since an 11-game win streak back a couple of years ago in 2021. So Milwaukee takes this one last night, 6-2. to two. And it's basically put the division out of reach. I mean, it really has. Five games now. Yeah. I mean, that's, mm. that's a lot to make up. It really is. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, you know what we can blame it on, can't you? Your guy, James, James Tyon. Tyon. Yeah. <laughs> Not a, a good outing uh, right from the uh, get-go. Six innings. As runs. Christian Yelich hits a leadoff home run to get the party started. So uh, after the third pitch of the game, the Cubs trailed 1-2-0. to nothing. It was Christian Yelich's 17th home run of the season and his fifth leadoff home run of the season as well and the ninth of his career. Therefore, Mr. Christian Yelich getting the party started early for Milwaukee. And, Travis, it also hurts that we lost a former Cub, Wade Miley. Yeah, you did. He threw in a nice performance. Yeah, six innings, four hits, two runs, only one yeah. K. But, hey, Gave up a couple to... of homers, a yep. couple of solo shots yep. to uh, Ian Happ and uh, Patrick Wisdom Patrick as well. Wisdom, yeah, but, uh, that was this... it. Uh, Travis, <laughs> this is just this... – after this series, I'll feel a lot better about the Cubs because yeah. we face a bunch of no right. The schedule does a lot of anything. Right. Um, the but, schedule does get a lot easier. But this is going to be a rough couple of days here, at Wrigley, on this <laughs> Brewers team. It might, especially with how they're playing uh, right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, we talked about it. The series coming in uh, about you know they took two or three against Kansas City, through two or three against Detroit and a three of four against Pittsburgh. So you set yourself up nicely here. But the only problem is during uh, those series wins, Milwaukee has been on this winning streak right. so now. So we haven't really gained any ground. And then with this three-game set, it was to kind of put you still within striking distance there as you go into September. But, yeah, uh, with a win last night, five games now the- up. In the division. The Brewers would have to have an absolutely historic collapse mm-hmm. in order for us to, to be in it as Ooh. far as the division goes. We'll take a look at the rest of the divisions a little bit later, but uh, they would need a Texas Rangers collapse. Yeah. What has happened 
to the Texas Rangers. I know they won last night, but they've lost the division. They're not even leading the division anymore. Oh, you mean kind of like the Mets last year, Travis? Kind of, yeah. Kind of like the Rays at the beginning of the <laughs> season? Well, yes. Maybe they uh, had too much hype. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> give you that. We, we shouldn't have. That one. Yeah, we shouldn't have crowned them the World Series champs <laughs> in the first month. Them after two weeks. I know, I know. The but greatest team this century. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Look at them now. Look at them now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that's all you can hope for if you want to win this Central. But the the Brewers have started to come on. Obviously, winning nine in a row playing good baseball when they need to. We knew Travis, at least I did, it was only a matter of time until I was thinking the Brewers, out of all the NL Central teams um, that were still contending, to me it was only a matter of time until they figured it out and got back going. Yeah. And, and, right. and you know, broke the kind of everyone sitting at 500 mm-hmm. deadlock in the Central. Right. I knew it was just a matter of time, and the Brewers are the ones with the most experience. They're the the best, I think, out of the contending teams. They had the best pitching staff. Um, yeah. so, so I think you know it was just a matter of time till they put it all together consecutively. Right. Um, and I think that time has come. Yeah, unfortunately, it's getting proven right that Cincinnati was only just a young team, and it was a nice little run that they had. It was a cute little run uh, to potentially have hope for the Central, but even them. They've taken a step back and probably uh, right back where they were because they were overachieving right. a little bit. And I mean, they're only three games above 500 now, seven games back in the division. So, oh. uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Milwaukee's had the better proven track record, and uh, they were probably the most trustworthy team to finally take it. And they're, they're proving it right. And I'll tell you this, Travis, you mentioned that Cincinnati team, they're going to be dangerous next year. Sure. The year yeah. after. Sure. They're. If they can keep those pieces together because of how young they were and how much they overachieved in the first half, I think that they're going to be a contender next year, the following year. But I think it was just a little too soon for them this year. Now, they're not out of the wild card by any stretch. Oh, yeah, no. But um, at least for the Central, I mean, this is just – this is – Milwaukee's to lose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely uh, Milwaukee's pulling away with it right now and you know it started off with the Yelich's home run but then uh, there was an error in the inning as well and uh, Telez hit a sack fly and uh, Kana the designated hitter hit a two-run homer in that first inning and that made it four to nothing you know half homered in the bottom of the first to make it four to one but then Milwaukee jumps right back on him there and goes five to one and they would eventually go on to win uh, there so uh, pivotal series to begin the week for the uh, Cubbies, and it starts off with a loss, uh, unfortunately, there. And uh, they'll be uh, back at it tonight. And Corbin Burns, good pitching matchup here. Corbin Burns against Justin Steele for the Brewers and the Cubs tonight. That is a good pitching matchup. Justin perhaps. Steele, 14-3 and three on the year, 2.80 ERA. Corbin Burns, 9-6 and six record, 3.65 ERA there. So... Hopefully that'll be a good one there in Chicago tonight. Yeah, uh, at least on paper should be a, should be a good one. Um, of course, the the Cubs have yet to make any no, uh, notes or news about Marcus Stroman, hmm. and that's something we need to keep an eye on as well because obviously he needs to get back in this rotation if this Cubs team's going to have a chance at 
a postseason run, if not a deep postseason run. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, and then uh, last night, a game that you heard right here on 98.9, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, well, they're completely out of everything, and now they're 20 games below 500, and that is uncommon this time late in the year. And uh, San Diego got the win 4-1 to one last night. And uh, Blake Snell, hey, he's one of the uh, potential sneaky Cy Young candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, there struck out nine batters, seven shutout innings. But on the other side, Adam Wainwright pitched great last night. He did. He was in position if the offense had any sort yep. of competence yep. and could get him any sort of run support. He could have got win 199 last night. That's how well he pitched. He's pitched better than he's had yep. this season. Yep. It was his best outing. It was. And it was wasted. Yep, it was. Completely Wasted. You know who you can blame on that, Travis? Who's that? Matt Carpenter. Well, yes. There was a reunion last night in St. Louis. You had uh, Matt Carpenter coming back with San Diego, and Matt Holiday was actually there as well. He He caught the booth. I think he caught uh, the first pitch as well, or he threw out the first pitch uh, as well. So it was just a reunion of former Cardinals all over the place. And uh, yeah, that is the one run that got. Touched up yeah. there for Wainwright was Matt Carpenter earlier in the game. And so uh, Wayno said after the game that he was going to have to send him some room service at about 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so I wonder if that actually happened. But <laughs> So, Travis, Dang it. I, I think we can look at uh, tonight, uh, last night's game for the Cardinals. Who, who is your uh, scapegoat? It, to me, it's Golan, uh, Nolan Arenado. 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position. Team was 0 uh, for 6 as a team with runners oh, yeah. in scoring position. You had opportunities. It was, yeah. It's not that you didn't have the opportunities or anything like that. You had opportunities. Snell oh, pitched great, but you had opportunities mm-hmm. to do what you needed to do. Yep. Yep. One, 100. percent That's that's pathetic. Yep. That you can't get any runs across. I, I know Blake Snell. One of the better pitchers this year, but still, come on. And you can't waste a great outing from starting pitcher, but you can't, especially at this point in his career, waste an outing from Adam Wainwright. Yeah. Four hits for the Cardinals. Yeah. But if you want to be positive, Pathetic. Travis, you have more walks than hits. Oh, well, I don't know if that's a you – know, That's not particularly a good thing, but at yeah, least they're they a patient. Patience. Yes. <laughs> so. But, I mean, you had four hits and you only had two guys get them. Hmm. Goldschmidt yeah. had two, and Jordan Walker had two. Too bad Jordan Walker can't hit, anyways. But uh, <laughs> you know, he was one of he was two uh, for three on the night. But zero oh and one with runners in scoring position. <laughs> yeah, but at least he was making contact. Unlike Arenado, O'Neill, Edmund, Contreras, Gorman. Should I continue? Sure. No. Kinzer <laughs> win. None of no. them got hits at all. No, he definitely didn't have to continue there. <laughs> I, I know I didn't. <laughs> Uh, but this is not the first time that Wainwright has gotten zero runs of support. He's gotten s- zero runs of support in seven of his 18 starts this season, and he's gotten one or fewer ten times. So we always dog him about yes. his pitching performances, but he gets absolutely zero run support either more but, often than not. But, again, this was the first time in a while where he pitched good. Yeah. A lot of times when he's out there, he doesn't get the run support because the the offense has to put up six, seven runs because that's what Wainwright gives up. But this night, he did what he needed to do 
the offense just couldn't put together. And I think, Travis, that is why he's not going to reach the number. Mm, yeah. Because it seems like when he's pitching good, the offense can't figure it out. And when the offense is putting up eight runs, they're doing it in the eight or ninth inning where he won't get credit for the win. Yep. Or he's giving up eight runs on his own and it negates the, the offense. Yep. Right. So I just don't. Unfortunately, I don't see it happening. Sorry, Cardinal fans. I hate to be the the downer on an already down year, but yeah, I was gonna say we need we need something. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so uh, they ha- are twenty games under five hundred for the first time since nineteen ninety five. So, mm. I mean, hey, at least I was in my lifetime, and I was I was about. Last time we were this bad, I was about four years old, but I don't quite remember that season. No, I don't 90, either. 95 season, but, uh, well, San Diego wins. Last night, a 4-1, to one, and uh, the Cardinals will try to do better uh, tonight, get more runs support for Zach Thompson, who's on the bump, and uh, Seth Lugo going for San Diego tonight in that game 550 just run it back from last mm-hmm. night 550 pregame show start here on 98.9 635 will be the official game broadcast talked about the Cubs and Cardinals and take a whip around the rest of Major League Baseball and take a look at those standings coming up but first before we hit up on more MLB baseball let's talk about some local baseball and volleyball golf all on the way coming up here on the star lineup from the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives, and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double-check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $37.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. 
We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6759. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-575-6759. That's 800-575-6759. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. And now, the starting lineup. With the five wins, I think they'll have enough playoff points. This is Marty Stock at Hurst Plus with some money-saving ideas. Start with a great... On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Just talked about uh, some uh, Major League Baseball to uh, open uh, the uh, show. Let's hit up on uh, some uh, local baseball and uh, local sports from uh, last night. In high school baseball, uh, Topolis uh, and Altamont played a uh, doubleheader, and Topolis picked up uh, the uh, win over Altamont 5-3 to uh, three in one game. As Topolis got it all started there with three runs on the top of the first, Altamont did pick up a run in the bottom of the first, but Topolis gets one right back in the uh, second, and then they go on to uh, get another run in the fourth. Altamont would pick up runs on the bottom of the third and a sixth as well. They did out hit the shoes eight to six, but the shoes win on the scoreboard five to a three there. Uh, Gaddis, he picks up the win on the mound. He goes three innings, giving up a couple of hits, two runs. None of those were earned. A couple walks and a six Ks as well. And over on the other side of four, Altman, uh Schultz takes the loss. He goes two innings, giving up a couple hits, four runs, six walks, and a two uh, Ks. Offensively, uh, RBIs were sprinkled from multiple players for uh, the shoes. Uh, Warman picked up an RBI, so did Haney, and Custer, Craig, and Kramer also picked RBIs. The lone RBI credited for the Indians was Melville, who had a RBI and one for three at the plate there for one game in Topless Altamont. And then they played another one, and Topless got the win eight to one in this one. They got the party started. Six runs in the top of the first, and it was smooth sailing from there. Uh, they picked up two more in the fifth to add on to their total. Altamont's lone run came in the bottom of the sixth there. They also, again, out-hit the shoes 9-7, to seven, but ultimately a fall. And it was Boris picking up the win as he got two innings in relief, giving up three hits, no runs, no walks, three strikeouts. And Robbins takes the loss 
onto the mound. He doesn't make it out of the first inning, only going two-thirds innings, giving up six hits, six runs. All of them were earned, a couple walks and a no strikeouts. Davis came in and cleaned things up after that, though, and he did have five walks but four strikeouts there in three innings of relief uh, there. Offensively, uh, Borey's also picked up a couple RBIs as well. Uh, Busher had an RBI, Niebergy, Craig, Hartman, and Probst all picked up RBIs for T-Town. And then the one RBI was credited with Elam for the Indians in that game. It was also Odin getting the win over Brownstown uh, St. Elmo, 7-2-4. As uh, Odin picks up a run in the first, they picked up three more in the uh, third, and uh, both teams scored uh, three runs in the uh, seventh inning. So Brownstown tried to make a comeback there in the final inning, but uh, Odin won 7-4. Lane got the win on the uh, bump. He went six innings, giving up one run, five hits, and 11 strikeouts. Uh, Colin, uh, Callan Chandler Took the loss for Brownstown. He went three innings, giving up four runs, three hits, two strikeouts, and four walks as well. For uh, the other game in baseball yesterday, it was Dietrich all over Ramsey, 15-2-0 in this sixth inning affair. As Dietrich picked up two runs in the first, one run in the second, four in the top of the fifth, and then they finished things off with eight in the top of the sixth. And go on to win 15-2-0 there. Uh, Meinhardt goes all six innings for the Maroons. Pitching six innings, four hits, 11 strikeouts there for Dietrich. And we had RBIs all over the place here for Dietrich. Uh, French had four of them, two for three at the plate. And Hall picked up a couple RBIs. Uh, Keck also picked up. Two RBIs. Ashley had two RBIs as well for the Maroons and a blowout win over Ramsey. Junior high baseball, we had St. Anthony over Mount Zion, 15-5. North Clay, Clay City got the win over Altamont, 8-7 in eight innings. Dietrich over CHBC, 13-4. In softball, we had North Clay, Clay City also pick up the win over Altamont, 4-2. And Charleston got the win over FEM, 7-2-1. In boys golf, we had Tuscola get the win over Arthur and Arcola, 223 to 258. In girls golf, Mattoon was was victorious in a four-team meet there at Meadowview. And Mattoon won first place as a team, 190 was their score. Blair Powers was the medalist for Mattoon. She had the low score of 42. FEM was second with 199. Charleston was third with a score of 221, and Champaign Central finished in fourth with a 230 there. In a soccer, we had Highland over Hillsborough, 3-1. Lincoln Wood over Vandalia, 9-0. Pena over Macon Meridian, 3-1. And in tennis, St. Anthony sweeps a match with Casey, 9-0 there. In a volleyball from uh, last night, teams from the NTC and Nokomis got the win over Brownstown in two sets, 25-18, 25-13. North Clay, Clay City over Grayville, 25-15, 25-11. Okaw Valley over CHBC, 25-23, 25-21. And then South Central gets the win over Woodlawn in three sets. Woodlawn picked up the opening set, 25-21. But then South Central comes back for the second one, 25-23, and finish things off in the third set, 
15. He was Sarah Gordo over Clinton in a three-setter as well. Clinton also wins the uh, first set, 25-23. Sarah Gordo uh, comes back to win and just flip-flop the scores, 25-23 for Sarah Gordo. Third and final set goes to Sarah Gordo, 25-13. Little line-eye teams, you had Mount Carmel over Oblong in straight sets, 25-12, 25-14. Casey over Villa Grove in a long first set, 26-24. And they also win the second one, 25-23. And it was Lawrenceville over Wayne City in straight sets, 25-15, 25-16. Central Illinois Conference, only one game there. Central A&M over Pawnee, 25-21, 25-15 in straight sets. Father McGivney in the South Central beat Greenville, 25-12, 25-15. Hillsborough over Auburn, 25-19, 25-16. Litchfield over Maryville Christian, 25-18, 29-27 in a long second set. Mm-hmm. Carrollton over Piasaw, 25-12 and 25-19 to wrap up volleyball action from last night. Lots of action all over the place yesterday, Travis. Yeah, getting things uh, started yep. there. Let's take a look at some of the uh, schedule for today in baseball. We got Dietrich at Altamont, St. Anthony hosting Windsor's Two Straws, Brownstown St. Elmo at South Central, and CHBC at North Clay, Clay City. In uh, volleyball tonight, you got Topolis at Marshall, NTC teams, Altamont, and they're traveling to Newton. South Central is at Woodlawn, Windsor Sioux Straws at Dietrich, Arcola hosting in Nioga. And uh, this rivalry game, it's a uh, uh, the uh, city series, if you will, I guess, for volleyball, mm-hmm. as it's FEM going to the Inlow Center tonight for St. Anthony. And as per tradition, uh, tonight with the volleyball to uh, have – support for uh, cancer research. It's a pink out game uh, tonight uh, there for FEM and St. Anthony. Love it. Love it. Go out and support it. Go out and support those two teams and raise money for a good cause as well as wear your pink for pink out night. Yes. Tonight there at the Endless Center. In the Apollo, you got Charleston hosting Cumberland, Shelbyville at Mattoon, Muhammad Seymour at St. Joe Ogden, Taylorville at Pleasant Plains, in the Lincoln Prairie, you got Tri-County at Casey, Arthur at Chrisman, Argenta is at Central A&M, uh, Little Illini, you got Olney at Flora, Paris at uh, Palestine Hudsonville, Central Illinois Conference, you got Sullivan at Warrensburg Latham, Monticello at Macon Meridian, Clinton at El Peso, Grindley, South Central, you got Riverton at North Mac, Vandalia at Pena, Carlinville at Highland, Hillsboro at Carlisle, Piasaw at East Alton, Wood River, Boys at golf uh, today. You got St. Anthony at Salem, Altamont Hillsboro on Payne and are at Pena. North Clay is at Fairfield. Flores hosting Alney and Newton. Vandalia, Lincolnwood, Taylorville is at Litchfield. Carlinville is and Staunton, Piasol. They're all at North Mac. In uh, girls golf, you got Charleston and Alney, Mattoon, Educator Eisenhower. Mount Zion is against Olympia and Lincoln. Monticello and Hayworth is at Muhammad. Vandalia, Staunton, Greenville is at Pena. Uh, Hillsboro, Jerseyville, Roxana is at Alton Marquette. And you have Arcola, Arthur, Tri-County at Casey and Coed. Paris Marshall is at Oblong. Shelbyville, Mount Pulaski is at Oka Valley. Clinton Sullivan is at St. Teresa. You also got in soccer the uh, crosstown matchup with FEM and St. Anthony today. That will be at St. Anthony as well. Altamont hosting Vandalia. Charleston is at Topolis. Mattoon at Olney. Muhammad Seymour at Ryan, Taylorville at Mount Pulaski, Payne at Newton, Macon Meridian, Warrensburg, Latham. They're at the Argenta Soccer Tournament. 
Carlinville, Hillsborough, Litchfield, Staunton are at the North Mac tournament as that continues today. Cross country, St. Anthony, Robinson, Lawrenceville, Topless is at Paris, Argenta at Sullivan, North Mac, Payne at Hillsborough, Litchfield at Carlinville, and finally in tennis, Flora at Topless, Mattoon hosting FEM, Shelbyville at Charleston, Taylorville at Mount Zion, Newton at Robinson, Olney at Casey, Paris at Shelbyville, and Hillsborough at Greenville to close out the uh, local schedule there for today. So what you're saying is there's lots of things to go see tonight. You have no excuses not to go see some No excuses. Yep. That's right. Anything and everything yep. you would want to have. You have your pick. And if you want to follow along to find out the schedule that I just ran through, go to the website, fmradio.com and click on our local sports tab there to take your pick and decide which game you're going to today slash tonight. We roll on with the starting lineup, and let's talk more Major League Baseball. Let's take a whip around what happened in the rest of the league last night and get you set for today coming up next here on the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. Summer is here, and it is important to be safe around the water. Don't take chances overestimating your swimming skills. Swim only in designated areas and never swim alone. No one can anticipate sudden storms or other hidden dangers. Keep an eye on children and remember it only takes a few seconds for a small child to wander away. Children have a natural curiosity and attraction to water. This is Deputy Chief Kurt Davis of the Effingham Police Department. Water sports and activities can be some of the most enjoyable times of the year. Please keep safety first and enjoy your summer. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Sarah wants a yard. My own little paradise. Brad, however, hates yard work. The only thing I hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Sarah and Brad found a great home with a yard. A very, very small yard. Time to get it done. And I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. Easy cleanup with the Ryobi 18-volt OnePlus Whisper Series Leaf Blower. And football. That's right, Reese Davis. With variable speed, it has the power for when you really need it and just the right amount when you don't. And the OnePlus battery platform means you go from yard work to DIY in just a click so you can get projects done faster. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Ryobi and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. And now, and I also asked Coach, what can we expect from the FEM Hearts this season? Well, I tell you what, it's um, it's ironic. I was talking with a couple people about that. Uh, it would help if I played the uh, right clip. Back to the starting lineup on ninety-eight nine, the game.
Air Cry Sports Center update brought to you by Worth Computer Repair. The Cardinals might be getting a pair of star players back on their roster by the end of the week. Reliever Ryan Helsley is expected to be activated from the 15-day injured list tomorrow, while outfielder Lars Newtbar will begin a rehab stint and could be back by Friday. Halsey's dealing with right forearm tightness. Newtbar hasn't played since August 16th after fouling a ball of off his groin. Halsey is 3-4 with 7 saves and a 3.24 ERA in 22 games this season. Newtbar hitting 283 with 12 homers to 39 RBIs in 90 appearances. The Bears have added some offensive line depth. The Chicago Tribune is reporting that the Bears have acquired interior lineman Dan Freeney from the Dolphins. Freeney was a third-round pick in 2017, started every game for the Chargers between 2018 and 2020, made two starts in 17 games with the Jets last season. Another team news, the Bears made 11 more cuts to the roster yesterday, including defensive lineman Bravian Roy and tight end Lachian Pitts. The Bears have to get their roster down to 53 players by 3 o'clock today. Chicago Sky will try to get on a winning streak when they visit the Los Angeles Sparks at Crypto.com Arena tonight. Sky are coming off a 90-85 win over the Seattle Storm on Sunday. Chicago is ninth place in the WNBA at 14-21. Tonight's contest kicks off at 9.30 p.m. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits. Late start time for tonight's game. 9.30, that's sure. Way past my bedtime. Way past Eric's bedtime there. Way past it. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at what happened uh, from Major League Baseball last night. Uh, not named the Cardinals and uh, Cubs. Uh, the uh, Phillies, well, they beat up on the Angels. 6 2 4. I saw the Philly Fanatic trying to uh, coax Shohei Otani to join the Phillies. Well, they don't fun. got any place. For, they don't got any place for them. What are they going to do? They can't do that. Uh, Trey Turner, they he homered twice. Bryce Harper also homered as well. No, you made me laugh. Where they get? They can't do that. Well, they, they can. They, they don't can. have any place to put him. Sure, he can pitch. He can't pitch next year. He's not going to be able to pitch next year. You don't know that he doesn't need surgery. I know, but eh, I don't have much hope for him pitching next year. I uh, move Bryce to first, <coughs> and you can have Shohei be your DH. Where's Reese Hoskins going to play? See you later, Reese. Oh, man. Well, that's unfortunate. Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, you're going to put him out, out in the outfield? Yeah. Hmm. Man. Well, let's hope it doesn't happen because of Philadelphia, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, one of my favorite cities, uh, right up there with Cleveland. Uh, the uh, Yankees, they got the win over the uh, Tigers, a 4-2-1. Aaron Judge, I just remember him hitting three homers last week. Well, he was in a little bit of a slump over 17 until last night, and uh, he helped the Yankees get the win mm-hmm. over Detroit. Uh, the uh, Orioles, they uh, shut out the White Sox 9-2-0. Uh, there as Grayson Rodriguez, six innings and only one hit given up. White Sox can only scratch across two hits for the entire game there Ridiculous. against the rookie. So, hey, AL best, Baltimore, 82-49 and 49 they are. Yes, but the White Sox I are know. a steaming pile of poop. I know. Yeah, they're the best. They have the best record in the American League this year. Wow, look at them go. The Orioles? Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at them go. They are the best team. <laughs> they're uh, two and a half up on the Rays now. Yeah, <clears throat> easy. Gonna waltz into the playoffs. 
the uh, Blue Jays are kind of right behind them. They beat the Nationals last night in a 6-2-3. Kevin Gosman has 7Ks last night for Toronto. Astros all over the Red Sox, 13-2-5. And Jose Altuve has a a two-run homer, but also he has his first ever of his career, a cycle. I saw that. It's kind of crazy that it was his first cycle ever. It, it feels like that's something career. he should have had by now. Yeah, for sure. But nope, last night was the first one for Jose Altuve. Well, congratulations, Jose. Yeah. Uh, the Jose, 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 Jose. Oof. Yeah. Like Otani. That one works better. Yeah, it works that, a little bit that better. That one works better. <laughs> uh, hey, the Rangers, they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10, but they won last night, and uh, they lost the division lead now, but uh, they uh, beat the Mets last night 4-2-3, and uh, Max Scherzer returns to the Mets, and they also gave him a tribute video last night as well. That's nice. <laughs> I mean, and then the Mets fans doing what New York does. They booed the oh. tribute video. Oh, of course they did. <laughs> Only uh, the Rangers' second victory in their past 11 games. Ouch. Ooh. What happened to you, Texas? Falling off a cliff. You acquired uh, Chapman, and then you've fallen off a cliff. Yep. They don't They don't correlate at all. No, no uh-uh. Uh, the Twins, they beat the uh, Guardians. This is a uh, any chance that the Guardians had of – making the playoffs or trying to steal the central. Well, they're seven games back now as Minnesota wins 10 to two as six and, uh, Lewis Royce Lewis second grand slam in as many days. Yeah. There for That's Minnesota. Clutch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the pirates, they got the shutout over the Royals five to a zero Oviedo pitches a, a two hitter and he goes to a complete game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariners, they now have the uh, lead in the West as it's 7-2-0 shutout of the A's. Julio Rodriguez has also been red hot as well there for uh, Seattle. And they're on a four-game winning streak. And, Eric, we have our first team that is eliminated from postseason contention. Yep. And it's the Oakland A's. Happened over the weekend. I saw that, Travis. Uh, officially eliminated what i what i want to know is can they get to 50 wins 38 94 good can gravy they get to 50 Yeesh. that's gonna be a, that's a tough task i think it's gonna be a struggle uh the uh, giants they be the reds of four two one and that's a, a pivotal series in the wild card uh race uh, there the giants are trying to Stay right there, clumped in with the Diamondbacks for that final wild card spot. The Reds now are one and a half back uh, there because the uh, luckily for them, the Diamondbacks also lost last right. night as well. Four homers for the uh, Dodgers, including a clutch one by uh, Jason Hayward, and seven to four win for the Dodgers. Oh, I don't know. Couldn't hit the side of a building nope nope and then the uh, Braves they won against the Rockies they were all over Colorado 14 to 2 of 4 but the reason I saved it for last is you see what happened with Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, he was attacked by some fans I don't know if it was attacked really I mean they came and charging at him and they were just giving him a hug or something I don't know you, you gotta it's stay a little away. weird you gotta stay away from the athlete it's a little weird, and so that was kind of a scary that that's the only thing yeah. that they did because both of them got their 
and we're basically hugging him mm-hmm. there in the outfield. So he was. I saw Fair that. out of the field, bottom of the seventh inning, and hugged Acuna trying to get a selfie. Second fan then ran out onto the field, and Acuna wound up in the grass. The fans had to be forcibly escorted from the field by security. Acuna said he was scared for a moment, but added that the fans only asked for a picture and weren't trying to hurt him. God. This time. Right. This time. <laughs> right. You can't, you can't be like that. You got to, you know. All I, for a selfie. A selfie. All for a social media clout. Yep. Well, where's uh, where's Miranda Lambert to yell at them? You're at a game. Put the <laughs> phone down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, people. Come on, let's be, be smarter. Be in the moment. Exactly. Let's be smarter than that, people. Let's get it together. No, we can't, Travis. That's the society we live in. I know. Uh, let's take a look at what's happening tonight. Uh, we got the Angels continuing with the uh, Phillies. Lorenzen going up for a Philly. Got the Yankees and the uh, Tigers. Uh, screwball going for the uh, Troy King going for the Yankees. You got uh, Sandy Alcantara going for the Marlins as they battle for Florida there. Is he still as awful as he has been all year? I mean, 6 and 11, Ugh. 4.16 uh, ERA. Talk yeah. about a one-year wonder. Yeah, it's not been... Been great there. His last outing was six and two thirds innings, but he gave up four and runs there. So he's given up a lot of runs in August. So not so great. No, not a Cy Young season this year. Mm -mm. Baltimore looks to keep it going against the uh, White Sox. Uh, Kramer going for Baltimore. He's won 12 games this Mm -hmm. season. Wow. Uh, The Nationals continue with the uh, Blue Jays. Barrios going for Toronto tonight. Uh, you got the Astros, Red Sox, Bellow going for Boston, J.P. France going for Houston. He is 10th win yep. tonight. Uh, Rangers continue with the Mets. Henny going for Texas. Quintana going for the Metropolitans. Mm-hmm. Pablo Lopez going for Minnesota, continuing with the uh, Guardians. We already mentioned the great pitching matchup in Chicago yep. there with Burns and Steele. Uh, Pirates, Royals, yeesh. Braves, Rockies, Charlie Morton going for Atlanta tonight. Yeah, Kirby going for Seattle against the A's. Reds, Giants, Alex Cobb going for San Francisco. And this is a great pitching matchup, too, in L.A. Yeah, Real Kelly and Clayton Kershaw. The problem is is a 9-10 start time, Travis. Well, I know. It's it's L.A. It's the plus. I may be able to get up early enough to see the end of it, though. ESPN Plus. There you go. There you go. I think that's really the only thing happening on baseball mm-hmm. purposes on TV anyways. Yeah. On a Tuesday. TBS could throw their hat in on a random Tuesday from time to that's time. That's true. But it's a little weird. Not not tonight. Nope. No. So, uh, again, you got Lugo versus Thompson tonight in the Padres. Cardinal game, 5.50 pregame show start here on 98.9. There. All right. Uh, so, well, uh, let's get away uh, from MLB and uh, let's take a look at some uh, football to uh, close out the uh, show. Let's get to uh, some uh, random news and uh, notes for the NFL as it's cut down day, trims the rosters to 53. So, I'll uh, take a look at a couple of the news and notes from the NFL to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. 
but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash play. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 5 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit slash in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Hurts and Allen, those two are the modern template for quarterback development. They're talented, in need of patience, coaching, and now look at the fields is exactly the same. People of Chicago have been waiting all of their lives, like a century plus, what they are finally about to have. Justin Fields is going to be the next superstar quarterback in the NFL. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Effingham's source for local sports and home to Greeny on 98.9 The Game. And now, so we teased it, I'll show Eric break the news. Eric, are you there, my friend? The starting lineup. Okay, we have, uh, has uh, left the call, so we have dropped Eric. So, unfortunately, we will uh, have to stick around next week. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Only here on 98.9, which say a smidge bit longer. And we switch things over to uh, the uh, podcast. Make sure you stick around for the uh, podcast. We got Coach Jefferson from Arthur and Coach Wilson from Villa Grove to talk about their matchup this Friday night against one another mm-hmm. coming up in the pod. We'll also have this day in sports history after a false tease yesterday. I do have it for today. That's right. So something actually happened this yes. date back in the Stuff day. happened yesterday, too, and we'll talk about that in the pod. <laughs> ESPN. Thanks, ESPN. <laughs> ah, well, they can't be they right can. all the time. The yeah. worldwide leader in sports makes mistakes, yeah, too. Yeah, they, they came. They probably fired the person who does those so. mm, yeah maybe i mean can you fire an intern well that's true that's so true. all right so let's close it out uh talking about some nfl as we're a little over a week away from the start of the uh, regular season and uh, today is decision day or the self-imposed decision day for uh, jonathan taylor and the uh, colts to see if there's any suitable traders there haven't saw anything yet mm-hmm. so all quiet 
on that front. So a trade may not happen. Uh, we're a couple hours away from the uh, deadline well, to cut down rosters. So. I was going to say, here's what I have, and that is that according to NFL Network, there is real interest in the Colts running back, and it's more likely he gets traded than stays in Indy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But there's just stuff behind the scenes that are happening. I haven't. Yes. Nothing out in the open. Yeah. So. What do you think, Travis? Does he get traded? I mean, I think so. Where to? I just don't know where. Like, uh, the Dolphins, maybe? That's See, that's what everyone's saying. I still say the Bears should make a run at oh, it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, they have the draft capital. Uh, but I was talking to Derek, love that. Derek earlier, and he says he wouldn't give up a first-rounder for Jonathan Taylor. Mm, no first-rounder. Because he knows, and everyone in the NFL knows, the Colts don't want him. So why would you give up a first-rounder for someone that no, the team he's on doesn't want? Will they cut him? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Is that why we're not getting a lot of traction on the trade front? Is that teams are – it's a big game of chicken. Are the teams hoping that the Colts will just cut Jonathan Taylor? Maybe. If that's the case, then you can go sign him on your own accord, not have to give up a draft pick. Hmm. Yeah, that could potentially be true as well. But I think there's a 3 o'clock deadline to determine the roster cutting and to put people on the pup list and whatnot. They had some uh, movement on uh, that front yep. uh, today with uh, Buffalo. They're going to keep Von Miller on the pup list, mm-hmm. physically unable to perform list. So if you're on that list, that means you cannot play at least for the first four yep. weeks of the uh, season. So that means Von Miller for the uh, Bills is going to miss the Jets game, Raiders, Commanders, and the Dolphins game as well. Uh, two of those four are against divisional opponents. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be big for the Buffalo defense uh, there from that perspective. Definitely could, and keep it on the pup list, Travis. Kyler Murray is going to stay on the pup list as well, so he'll miss the first four games for the Cardinals. And the team also released Colt McCoy, so it won't be Colt McCoy starting. Yeah, for the I was Cardinals. gonna, I was gonna get to that. <laughs> what are the What are the Cardinals doing? Uh, they're becoming the new laughing stock of the NFL. Are they just? Since the, punting on the season. Since Washington has a new owner, they're no longer the laughing stock of the NFL, so we need some team to take over for that, and I guess it's going to be the Cardinals. It's got to be the Cardinals. Like, I mean, what what are you doing releasing the only quarterback that has some sort of experience at that position in Colt McCoy? I don't know. You're going to ride with potentially Joshua Dobbs? Yes. Yes, you are. Got drafted in... Uh, 2017 in the fourth round, and he's out of Tennessee, and he's only thrown 85 career passes. That's exactly who they're going with, Travis. Or your fifth rounder, Clayton Toon there. I don't even know where he's from. Clayton Toon from Houston. Fifth round pick this year. Yep, that's what they're going with. And yeah, could have had Colt McCoy. At least he's serviceable, but my oh, goodness. Yeah, and he filled in for you last year. Yeah, he's fine. He knows the system. Well, he, you could say he knows the system, but it's a new coach. So, yeah. But again, I just it's kind of the same thing as the the Colts cutting their third string running back. Yeah, Drake. Yeah, why are you getting rid of him if you're getting rid of Jonathan Taylor? Mm-hmm. All right. 
I mean, now that Murray's going to stay there on the uh, pup list, like you mentioned, he's going to miss the Commanders game, Giants, Cowboys, and uh, 49ers. You would think maybe three out of those four were going to be losses anyways. Commanders, Giants, maybe swing games, but probably weren't going to win. Again. You definitely weren't going to win against the Niners. Mm-hmm. That's for sure, no matter who they have as starting quarterback. But uh, Cowboys probably would have been an L2 no matter what, but – Jeez, you're in a run with Joshua Dobbs out there. Yep. I guess the Cardinals are just tanking for Caleb Williams, I guess. I guess. And then that would kind of mean you're giving up on Kyler Murray as well. Yep. But it seems to be the only thing that the Cardinals could be doing there. I have no idea what the Cardinals are doing. And here's the sad thing, Travis. I don't think the Cardinals know what the Cardinals are doing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether it's the NFL or the MLB the Cardinals. Bad year for the Cardinals. <laughs> yes. Look out, Louisville. They're coming for you, too. But the good thing that I liked yesterday with that news is that the Rams may not be a shoe-in for last place That's to the true. West now. We have a Travis. chance to a not shot. be in the, in the cellar. Our, and if Geno Smith goes back to being Geno Smith, yeah. you could finish second. I could, yeah. And if the 49ers keep injuring quarterbacks, you could be right there somehow. Ugh. Eight and eight or nine and nine or whatever it is. Potentially. You just got to have our quarterback connect with younger teammates. Well, that that's a problem. You need to go play video games with them or something. I guess. Or join them on social media or something. Not I have his know. wife talk to the media. On, a, on, her, on her podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we are in today's society. Yep. We're having athletes' wives talk on podcasts. Oh, yeah. If you got Making it, news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got the platform, Travis, why not air your grievances on a podcast? I mean, yeah, they made some news last year with talking about his concussion issues. That's right. I remember and that. whatnot. So uh, we'll see what they can do, and we'll see if Stafford can connect with uh, the younger generation uh, there. So, uh, hey, Rams may not be in last place there. We'll see what happens with the arrest of the uh, deadline uh, to uh, trim the rosters today. And one thing that I was disappointed with with the Giants, they uh, released and cut Tommy DeVito. Hey, he was good during the preseason. 453 yards, a couple of touchdown passes. He looked good in the games that I saw, but nope. Gone. Released. And there, Tommy DeVito not making the opening day roster for the uh, Giants former Illini quarterback. Hey, speaking of Illini, we got to ramp up our football coverage coming up in the next couple of days. We got to ramp up coverage for Saturday's game against uh, Toledo. So make sure you stick around for that and make sure you stick around here to ESPN Radio because they got ESPN Radio in the afternoon uh, coming up. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk more of football and more baseball. See what happens with the Cubs and Cardinals this evening. So until then, you can catch us in the pod. Enjoy your day. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Fry back here with the uh, starting lineup podcast. Just going to go over Sports Center a little bit, this day in sports history. And then we'll throw to our two coaches from Villagrove and from Arthur. Those two battle in a Lincoln Prairie Conference matchup. 
course. Every matchup this season is a Lincoln Prairie Conference matchup, but I digress. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, finish up Sports Center. A defensive end on the Philadelphia Eagles is seeing a possible move before the season starts. ESPN reports that Derek Barnett is gauging the market for trade suitors. The Eagles are planning to keep Barnett, but understand his playing time could be limited. 27-year-old is part of a group that features Brandon Graham, Josh Sweet, uh, Hanson Reddick, and Nolan Smith. Barnett was originally selected at 14th overall in the 2017 draft and has 21 and a half sacks over six seasons in Philly. Speaking of the Eagles, the Eagles are giving a lifetime to a suspended defensive back, a lifeline, I should say, as Philadelphia signed Isaiah Rogers on Monday. The former Indianapolis Colts cornerback was released in June after he was suspended indefinitely for violating NFL's gambling policy. 25-year-old said he took, quote, full responsibility for his actions, end quote. Philly placed Rogers on the reserve suspended list. He can petition for reinstatement after the season ends. He had three interceptions over three seasons with the Colts. The Texans are parting ways with a pair of veteran defenders. ESPN reports that Houston is releasing cornerback Desmond King II and linebacker Christian Kersky. King started 25 games for the Texans over the past two seasons, amassing 182 tackles and five interceptions. Kersky was a team captain last season and finished the year 124 tackles, three sacks, five pass defended, and a pair of interceptions. The 30-year-old linebacker missed most of training camp with a hamstring injury. His release will save Houston $5.2 million. Alabama head coach Nick Saban is trying to avoid distractions. For the first time in 17 seasons with the Crimson side, Saban did not release a formal depth chart the week of the season opener. Saban said Monday, quote, I want all of our players to continue to compete, continue to compete for playing time to try to play at the highest level. End quote. He later apologized for not releasing a depth chart, but also said that players know who should start and who shouldn't. Alabama opens the regular season on Saturday when the Tide hosts Middle Tennessee. USC is providing a positive update on the son of Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James. Trojans head coach Andy Enfield said Monday that Bronny James is doing well in attending classes after suffering cardiac arrest during a workout last month. James was rushed to a hospital on July 24th. And his family released a statement last week that a con uh, congenital heart defect was the probable cause of the cardiac arrest. The 18-year-old James is expected to make a full recovery and return to the court in the near future. The Dodgers are losing another starting pitcher to a season-ending surgery. Los Angeles announced that right-hander Tony Goslin will undergo Tommy John surgery on Friday. The surgery will sideline Gosling into the 2024 season. 29-year-old had been placed on the injured list earlier this month after dealing with some right forearm inflammation. Goslin held an 8-5 record with a 4.98 ERA through 20 starts this season, the Dodgers also lost right-hander Dustin May to elbow surgery back in July. And that gets us updated on our Sports Center update. And again, no breaking news as of this time about uh, any sort of trades or anything like that. So we'll keep our eyes on that and probably talk about that tomorrow if something happens. So, uh, But one thing that is going to happen is right now we're going to throw it to the back-to-back -back head coaches of Villa Grove and Arthur. Those two teams play this week. Coach Wilson and Coach Jefferson coming up for you right now on the starting lineup. Travis Sparks joining me here on the starting lineup is Villa Grove head coach Heath Wilson and not the result you wanted for week one, but today's a new day and a new week, so how's it going for you today, Coach? 
Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, last week was kind of a unique week, uh, one you don't want to have to repeat, and not just because of the game, but because of the, the weather. Mm. Um, you know, all week long, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, practicing at 5, 5 o'clock in the morning, getting these kids up and getting out here. It was, it was kind of rough. And, and, then, uh, <clears throat> and then, obviously, the weather on Friday night with the temperature, then the delay start, and then the comeback on Saturday finish is kind of a long, crazy week. Right, yeah, I was going to say an interesting week one to say the very least with, with everything going on. So how was it like that going to basically halftime and uh, the score being 13-7 to with you guys up and then having to finish the game on, on Saturday? So uh, how, how was that going from one day to the next? Uh, well, it's definitely uh, it was a tale of two stories. I mean, yeah. you know, Friday we were, you know, we were playing really well. Um, you know, we were, we were gelling, we were, uh, moving the ball and, and they obviously up 13, seven and a half versus a very, very, very good Sullivan team. Um, you know, and then having to go sit around the halftime for 45 minutes until we decided what we were going to do mm-hmm. and then try to regroup for the next day. And the both teams had to do it. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Uh, but it, you know, it's hard to get players, uh, you know, their mojo back with, uh, you know, back to back days. So, um, like I said, both teams had to do it and, Sullivan came out on top, and they're a very good ball team. Right, yeah, it definitely showed on a Saturday uh, for sure. And like you said, it was like a night and day difference because Sullivan came out and uh, took the lead in the third quarter, and it was kind of back and forth after that. But uh, it was kind of like a completely different story on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was 13-7, and they came back and tied it and took the lead. And uh, and then we came back and tied it late in the third, and um, then they scored again, and and they kicked off, and we fumbled the kickoff return, and that was kind of that was kind of it. It was kind of uh, the dagger for us. So um, yeah, like I said, it was a it was a good ball team, a ball game. I think they're in it for the most part, and um, you know, like I said, they're half off. They're a very good ball team. Right. Yeah. And the usual suspects showed up for you on uh, Friday and Saturday. Gunnar Klein, he had a couple of touchdowns on 14 carries and uh, Ron also got in and a passing and rushing touchdown and uh, Claude Felter had uh, a couple of big gains as well. So uh, the usual suspects were, were there for you. Yeah, those are those are seniors that that uh, they're going to have to do it all year. Um, you know, we we have uh, you know Noah, a new kid that has transferred in, a big receiver on the outside, and he mm-hmm. had, uh, I think he led us in receiving uh, on Friday, uh, on Saturday, um, and uh, we got we got some playmakers. We just got to find time to give them the ball, and uh, our defense needs to play a whole game. Like I said, they showed up for a half and then didn't show up for the the, the half on Saturday. Right, yeah, and it also uh, seemed like maybe uh, were some extra points uh, an issue as well. Yeah, we uh, we started off making the first extra point, um, and then the second the second one got blocked, and the third one we missed, and then yeah, it, it was it was a struggle uh, with the extra points. So no, that's stuff that you, you know you have on game one, and hopefully you can fix for game two. Right, yeah, and you look to try to bounce back, and you go on the road against Arthur. And you don't have to deal with Caden Fagan this year, so that's good in that aspect. But uh, they won against Argenta in week one, so what are you prepping for for kind of a new look Arthur team this year? You know, obviously we watched film on them, and they seem like a very uh, – they look like last year they do a lot of the same things, it seems like. Um, they're pretty balanced tag. they got three good runners and a good receiver, and um, you know they're big up front. 
so that's kind of like a you know the same all the team obviously you don't see uh Caden back there uh but the quarterback uh is almost a mere image he's a big kid and he likes uh-huh. to keep the ball he's a, he's a good runner so um you know, I don't think – I mean, I, Kagan was obviously the last four years, so obviously everybody's going to have to get somebody new in there and try it. And he, he reminds me a lot of, of Hagan. And I mean, not as big, but he's sure. very good, very good athlete. Yeah, and uh, here's hoping to a normal Friday night as well. Yes, uh, it'd be hopefully – and the weather looks good this week. It's already, I'm already hearing rumblings about next week, but this week it shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't be an issue of – changing your practice plans etc right yeah uh, we'll worry about next week when we get there down the line right. so uh well coach i'm gonna let you go here and uh thanks for joining me again on the show this week and uh good luck on on friday against arthur awesome thanks for having me Travis Sparks here. Joining me on the starting lineup this week is Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond, head coach Ryan Jefferson. And how you doing today, coach? It's got to feel pretty good starting off the season with a win. Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, feels feels better to get the win after a uh, an unideal weekend and the storms and the postponement and then our bus wasn't working and just a lot of stuff we uh, overcame. So good to be past it. Right. I was just going to say it was an interesting and challenging week one to start the season, to say the least. The hot weather leading up to everything and the kickoff being pushed back an hour than normal. And then uh, the game starts and uh, weather pushes it back and delays it to uh, Saturday, uh, plus uh, all your other issues that you're dealing with, with a bus issue and everything else on Friday night. Yeah, I just I I always talk to our kids about, you know, not letting the environment or outside obstacles control what we do on the field and um obviously we were presented with a lot of obstacles this weekend, so and even on the field, um some things didn't go right, but our kids were able to keep their composure and keep fighting, so Right, yeah, and what, what's the mindset uh, coming off of everything you were dealing with Friday night and then having to turn right around and play the game in the afternoon on a Saturday and you basically only played one quarter on a Friday and then turn right around and play basically the entire game on Saturday after uh, everything on top, of, on, on top of that? Yeah, right. Well, it's a unique situation because, first of all, uh, you know, that, that happens from time to time, but usually it's, you know, middle of the season where – um, you kind of know what to expect from this team, but being week one, you know, it was kind of interesting to, to play a quarter. Uh, it get delayed. You get to go home, watch some film, and, and make some really some halftime adjustments uh, mm-hmm. for for the next day. Um, and then you get to make more, even more adjustments to the adjustments that they make. So it was, it was really interesting. Um, but uh, I feel really good about our team after the win. You know, our offense was pretty good, and our our run defense was was pretty stout. We need to. Um, pick up our, our pass defense a little bit, but feeling pretty good. Right, and uh, when the game was actually played, you ended up winning 30-18, to 18, and uh, two of the guys that we talked about last week uh, showed up. Elaine and Waldrop, he had 10 carries on our 50 yards and a touchdown, and uh, Parsons didn't throw it a lot, but he found the end zone twice on the ground and uh, also had an uh, interception, I think, on defense as well. So it looks like uh, those two guys uh, showed up in the rushing attack was pretty solid as well. Yeah, it was nice to see Landon and Jace, you know, get the bulk of the carries that they've kind of they've been very deserving of the last two years. But just you know, we've been spreading the wealth, and uh, so they took the lead um, Friday night, and then you know Saturday, well into the game, and then 
you know, Maddox Starrett was another guy who got some some good carries. But then, um, you know, once you're seeing those guys get the ball time and time again, then we throw in uh, two more of our guys, Easton Frederick and Alex Rexroad, and they were able to pop some big gains. So, you know, we have our, our two superstars, but then we also have uh, a lot of depth there. Um, it was nice to get Connor Nettles involved in the passing game. So, uh, I feel like I said, I feel really good about our offense. I'm just going to shore up our defense a little bit. Right, yeah, and uh, you gave up some points early on, but it seemed like uh, you clamped down uh, later on. And uh, so uh, at least that was good from that perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had, um, you know, Friday night they were they drove down to the five-yard line. That's when the game was, was postponed. So, you know, we start off Saturday right on, you know, they're on their five-yard line, and we got a goal line stop. Um, so that was good to see. Unfortunately, we gave it right back to him the next play with a with a fumble. Um, that's another thing on offense that we need to clean up is our, our fumbles. We had two fumbles inside our own five yard line, so that's a couple more scores that I think we would have put up. So, oh, wow. um, but yeah, defensively, I think we allowed about fifty yards or less rushing, uh, but we did give up you know some some long passes in the uh, on the back end. So, got to shore that up. But I, I feel pretty good, especially since our linebacking crew is is brand new. Right, yeah, and I was going to say, is there anything else that uh, stood out to you in week one, both positively or negatively from from that perspective? I would say positively, uh, we got a lot of guys on the field. You know, our depth, I think, showed because everyone's going through the same thing week one. It was hot, a lot of postponements, so you're mm-hmm. tired from the night before. Um, so, we, you know, some of our kids were gassed, and so we, we were able to sub and uh, not really fall off. We, we played a lot of our sophomore class. It's a very talented class. Um, so a lot of them got to play, and um, so it was just good to see uh, everyone kind of getting that first game experience, and that's going to only carry us down the road when we do, you know, maybe run into some injuries and stuff. So right. that's definitely a positive takeaway. Yeah, and it had to just feel good to just get the first one out of the way and uh, get the win in the first game as well. Yeah, uh, like I said, Argenta very improved team. Um, I think they're going to definitely knock off some other teams in the conference. I mean, they might even be in that five and four conversation for the playoffs so uh, kudos mm-hmm. to them it's, it's good for our conference you know we want a competitive conference so um i thought that was awesome sure yeah and it, sound, it sounded like uh, they might be pretty decent then and uh here's hoping it's a normal week too what do you say about that yeah absolutely i mean i think our kids <laughs> need to get back in a routine uh, unfortunately uh, peaking ahead next week doesn't look great so hopefully we yeah. can get a normal weekend this week because it's a it's a pretty big week for us uh villa groves coming to our place and even though they're they're 0-1 you know they had a tough first opponent Sullivan like I said I think you know the three of the three of those teams and then in Cumberland you know I think they're at the top so um every week is going to be a dog fight so we're, we got to prepare for Villa Grove and uh, it's going to be a big game. Right, yeah, and uh, like you said, uh, they'll be hungry to try to bounce back after their loss in week one to uh, Sullivan. Uh, but uh, what are you uh, focusing on this week in practice and prepping for Villa Grove? Uh, well, Arcola was – or sorry, Argenta was a little bit more balanced, um, I would say, between the run and the pass. But, you know, Villa Grove, we're expecting a pretty pass-heavy offense. Uh, their quarterback is not only a good thrower, but he's uh, very – agile and just quick and uh he's hard to sack so we got to make sure we have pressure but we also have to make sure that we uh, have coverage sacks on the back end and so again that's something that we really need to shore up but um really we just need to, to play focused assignment football and it'll also be a good to get the first home game in as well yeah yeah for sure you know our last home game was the the playoff game so that was kind of a 
cool atmosphere, and we're hoping that you know we pack the the field on Friday and maybe uh, see some good things that will be down the road if we host another playoff game. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, coach, we'll uh, let you go here and uh, thanks for joining the program for a little bit and talking Knights football and uh, good luck this Friday night against Villa Grove. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, looking forward to that matchup coming up this weekend. They're in the Lincoln Prairie Conference. That's happening this Friday night between Arthur and Villagrove. Should be a good one. Now let's finish up with this date in sports history. Is going for yesterday because ESPN didn't provide us with the right information. Yesterday, uh, 1994, August 28th, the 18-year-old Tiger Woods, six down at one point, roars back to win the U.S. Amateur at TPC Sawgrass. He becomes the youngest golfer at the time to win the event since surpassed by Danny Lee and Bung Yun An. It marked the first of three straight U.S. Amateur titles for Woods before turning pro in 1996. August 20th, 1999, four years after wrecking Terry Labonte across the finish line, Dale Earnhardt wrecks him again before the line on the final lap and goes on to win at Bristol. It's one of the first times I remember Dale Earnhardt getting booed. August 28th, 1999, St. Louis Rams quarterback Trent Green suffers a season-ending knee injury in a preseason game, which opened the door up for Mr. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner goes on to lead the NFL with 41 passing touchdowns, leads the Rams to a Super Bowl victory as part of the greatest show on turf. And then today, 1904, the Saint, the Summer Olympics opened in St. Louis. It was the first Olympiad ever held in the U.S. Team USA wins 239 of the 280 medals that were awarded. And finally, on this day back in 1994, Mario Lemieux announces that he's going to sit out the 94-95 NHL season because of back problems and fatigue and after effect from his radiation treatment for cancer. And that is your This Day in Sports History. And that'll wrap things up for today. Play music out. Play it out, Johnny. Thank everyone who is on the starting line today. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, the sponsors as well. Stay updated on everything going on. In the world of local sports, make sure you visit our website, effinghamradio.com, where we'll update everything. Make sure you tune back in tomorrow, 11 o'clock, starting lineup, one more time. And also on tomorrow's show, we're going to have an announcement about something coming up on Friday that you will get to be a part of, and uh, a new program right here on 98.9 The Game that I think everyone's going to really, really dig. So definitely stick around for that tomorrow on the starting lineup. But until then... Have a great one. Have a safe one. Get outside. Enjoy the beautiful weather. Get outside and watch some sports today. Peace out.